Oh, hey, everyone. Happy Tuesday. It is Denise Salcedo. You are listening to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is Tuesday, November 21st, and you know what that means. It is time to chat WWE NXT. It's the start of a whole new week, everybody. We are heading into Survivor Series, which is going to be happening this weekend. And then as for the NXT side of things, we are just weeks away from Deadline, which is going to be happening on December 9th. So we kind of have a lot to be excited about. I love weeks like this when we have a lot of wrestling shows to kind of work our way towards. It makes the programming just a lot more fun. So anyways, I can't wait to chat about NXT here today because I thought we had a pretty interesting show. Um, there was a lot of things that I had predicted or maybe just assumptions that I made about this show that ended up going in an entirely different direction. And we're going to dive more into the Iron Survivor Challenge, of course. But I got to tell you, man, this Iron Survivor Challenge has sort of felt very unpredictable since last week when Roxanne Perez lost to now I feel like they've definitely surprised me with the pool of uh, the the selection of people that are going into the Iron Survivor Challenge and they've there was some interesting stuff on today's show. Uh, so we're going to get right to it. But before I do, I just want to thank everybody for joining us here. To, well, joining us, joining me here today. I appreciate you guys all so very much. And we got a couple of super chats. So I'm going to get started there because we got some. So here we go. This one here is from Darth Steven, who says, with Lyra winning tonight, who do you see being the best big threats for the women's title? Maybe JC Jane and Thea Hale? Question mark. So Steven, this is a good question. And what I'm thinking right now, because we are so close to NXT deadline, I almost feel like we're not going to get a major story with Lyra really until whoever wins NXT uh, the Iron Survivor Challenge for the women until who we see whoever wins that. I think that'll be like the next big story, the next big feud for Lyra. So it kind of feels like right now this Xylee storyline was really like the only thing that we're going to be seeing probably from now until then because we're only a couple weeks away. And I mean, they could probably, I'm trying to think if they wanted to do a match between someone and Zaya right now, I feel like there really isn't anyone just yet that I would say should just like automatically get an opportunity without having gone through the Iron Survivor Challenge. And so for that reason, I feel like they should just wait or maybe even have somebody else that they could sacrifice for the main roster, somewhat like what they did with Zia Lee. If they did somebody else like that for Lyra Valkyra, that might be cool. But if not, I would probably just wait until the uh, Iron Survivor Challenge and kind of go from there. Good question, though. We also got Tiger Claw Gaming who says NXT best wrestling show on TV, period. I know a lot of people here on the channel really enjoy NXT, and it's a fun show. I love covering NXT each and every single week. To each their own, everybody has their favorites, but I do know that a lot of you really enjoy the NXT post shows. And I know because I asked people and a lot of people came at me and they were like, oh, we love the NXT post show. We love NXT. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like things are changing. This is kind of cool though. I do like that a whole lot. All right, so let's get to it. Let's talk about what went down on today's episode of NXT. 
Actually, we got a super chat here from Will Chisholm who says, last year's deadline didn't have a women's title match, so they might do that this year. Ah, thank you so much for bringing that up. I feel like, again, given what they're doing already with the Iron Survivor Challenge matches, that's the only exception as to why I'm like, oh, it's cool if we wait till we find something else for Lyra. And since we're already on the topic, I'll just kick things off with that, with our main event, which was Lyra Valkyra and Zia Lee. So let's start there. <laughs> I okay so last night on Monday Night Raw we had Zia Lee versus Becky Lynch and I gotta tell you I know that when I was doing the Raw post show with Sean he had said that they he kind of wished that this match would have happened afterwards that she shouldn't have taken this loss right before this match with Lyra here on NXT but I gotta tell you I actually disagreed with that and the reason I disagreed with that is because I was only a little bit interested in this like I really wasn't too interested like I did like the story I did like that she came out and she confronted Lyra right given her beef with Becky Lynch I like that I also liked the little warrior tea ceremony thing that they did last week. I thought that worked out very nicely, but I really truly didn't really have hopes for Zia Lee in ring wise because anything that I had seen from her from like the last couple of months or whatever, which was really not that much, there really wasn't anything in ring wise that told me, oh, Zia Lee and Lyra are going to have a bomb ass match, right? Like there was nothing really telling me that and so for that reason I was feeling more excited after I saw this match that she had with Becky Lynch because the Zia Lee Becky Lynch match was far better worlds better than anything I had anticipated heading into it so that match even though she lost made me more excited for the in-ring portion that we would be seeing here tonight for example even when Zia Lee did this whole attack on Lyra Valkyria right before the match so they were basically with the story that they told today was that they were supposed to have their match right like it wasn't supposed to be the main event they were ha gonna have their match and instead Zia Lee attacks Lyra from behind and so Lyra has to basically she goes through medical she gets checked whatever she gets cleared she's still in pain but she decides to persevere and go and actually do this match and therefore that's how it ends up becoming the main event of the night and throughout this main event like for the most part we did see a lot of Zaya dominating Lyra and the beginning portion of this match and that was obviously due to the fact that Lyra wasn't 100% and I was like okay I'm okay with that right I'm okay with that just don't change the title with this storyline and I wasn't expecting that I got the point that they were doing that she's gonna persevere because she's our champion and they were really hitting this a lot on commentary where they were saying oh today we're gonna find out who Lyra really is. We're gonna find out what champion she is. And so they really wanted to tell the story that she was gonna fight a hard fought battle, regardless of whether or not she was 100%. And so she goes into this match. We had a fun little match. She avoided Zia Lee's kick. Remember that she had been studying a couple weeks ago. They showed her, or maybe it was even last week, they showed her studying for for Zia Lee. they saw her basically preparing for this match which I liked that because I figured that would play into the actual matchup and it did because Zia Lee went for her kick and Lyra avoided it instead she got her with a kick of her own and that's how she was essentially able to uh 
get the advantage. She was she was firing back. She was hitting her with some punches. She was getting her with an insiguri. But yeah, eventually she hits her with a kick of her own, and that's how she ends up winning this match. So I liked the story that they did here the last couple of weeks with Zaya and with Lyra, and I thought they found a nice way to all of a sudden get us to care about Zaya again, even though she lost to both Becky and Lyra. I care more about Zaya Lee today than I did last year. So I must say that this was a win for Zaya Lee for sure, but even more so for Lyra Valkyra, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite people to watch each and every single week. Like, I'm ready, guys. I don't know how to tell you this. Do you ever see somebody that you like, right, when you're watching a wrestling show and you're looking at someone and you're like, that person is pretty soon going to become my favorite female wrestler, my favorite wrestler, whatever the situation is. I look at Lyra and I'm so ready for her for her to become my favorite wrestler at some point, especially on the women's side. I know that down the line, if she continues going the way that she is, she is going to become one of my favorites. And that makes me excited. So right now I'm like really rooting for her and I'm really excited to see what she does because I'm ready to be like, yes, Lyra is my favorite women's wrestler for sure. Right now she's my favorite on NXT like that's for sure. She's doing great on NXT. I don't think there's anyone right now on the women's side of NXT that I would say is my favorite besides maybe Roxanne Perez. And hmm, I really like Tiffany Stratton a whole lot, but I would say Lyra is kind of my favorite right now. So it gets me excited, you know. Will Chisholm sends in a very generous super chat. Thank you so much to Will Chisholm. He says, I'm happy for Zaya getting this chance because back in black and gold, she was stop and start. So I hope they keep it up. Not saying that this has to be in the top of the card, but people only get over if you keep them on TV. And yeah, you're right. Like that was my issue with this whole thing where all of a sudden I'm supposed to care about Zaya Lee when she was on Raw challenging Becky Lynch. Why should I, when that whole thing started, I was asking myself, like, why should I care? They haven't done anything with her. And that's kind of like my thing. Whenever I see them not do something with a certain talent, and then all of a sudden they're part of this big, they're part of an, a storyline with a big top person on the roster. And I'm like, you're expecting me to care, but I don't ever get to see this person. Why should I care? And so that's a little bit of where my frustration kind of lies. But what they did here, they did a good job of at least getting me to care. So for example, if all of a sudden we see Zia Lee, I don't know, versus God, let me just think of someone, Zia Lee versus freaking Piper or something on Raw next week, I don't know. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm going to care because of the stuff that we saw with her. Like Will Chisholm says, you got to keep people on TV. If they're going to be off of TV, don't let it go for too long because then you're not going to care about the person anymore when they do come out, unless they're like, freaking amazing right like like freaking amazing but then again if you're freaking amazing you probably should be on tv but whatever it's a whole topic for another different time uh and yes same thing with Zia, like the whole situation that you mentioned here will too is that zia lee had like god she had like so many different characters on nxt and it was stop and start and it's hard to get invested into something when it's stop and go Will Chisholm, thank you so much for the super chat and for bringing up some two great points here. I appreciate it very, very much. Call Me Crazy says, how good was the Zia Lee versus Lyra match? Couldn't watch it. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was as good as the Becky Lynch match, but it was not bad at all. And I really loved, especially the, the last couple of minutes when Lyra started getting her comeuppance in the match and you knew that she was going to take it home at that point. So I did like especially the latter portion of it, but it was fine, honestly. And even just a little story that they added at the beginning of this with her making it seem like they weren't going to 
when they made it seem like we weren't going to get this match, I was a little disappointed because I wanted to see this match again based off the match that she had last night with Becky Lynch. So it was good. It was fine. It was perfectly okay. Call me crazy. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you very freaking much. And then welcome to Ebony Prince, who just became a brand new member of the DWO. Let's go, Ebony Prince. Thank you so much for becoming a member. All right. So, oh, by the way, yeah, my bad points out, sort of like Miz and Gunther. Dude, last night, Gunther, he was freaking great. Like now I need Gunther just like bearing more people on the microphone. Like I didn't know Gunther had that in him, man. The, the things he said to the Miz, oh, it was great. I loved it. Great stuff, man. And let's go ahead and put, get some more comments in here. Actually, this is from AU who says, Zaya got Jinder's booking from a couple years ago, but actually pulled out a banger of a match. Cute Zoe Monster says, Zaya attacking her at the start was annoying to me because she could have lost her shot. It was her being stupid again, but the match was amazing. They keep doing that to Zaya Lee. Remember when they had her ask Becky Lynch for a title shot? Becky Lynch said yes, and then she goes, oh, well, no, not right now. I don't know why they do that to Zaya. And then on top of that, on top of that, she did the whole warrior ceremony thing where she was supposed to have like a lot of pride and honor. And then she decided to cheat, but she's a heel, right? So she's going to do that. But anyways, um, thank you so much to cute Zoe monster for sending in your thoughts as well. All right, let's keep it going. Let's keep the conversation going and let's get into the next topic. I want to get into is actually Von Wagner and Robert stone. Let's effing go guys. Bring out. <laughs> I can't even if you did not watch NXT today I swear to god you are not gonna believe the words coming out of my mouth so I think this story is taking a turn that I wasn't expecting now I don't know if I'm reading too much into it Maybe I'm completely wrong here. I might be and I'm gonna be so embarrassed because this is where my brain went. Okay. So let me explain. Von Wagner went to Robert Stone's house for a Thanksgiving dinner. He brings brownies. He meets the wife. He sees the kids. They sit down and they have a very nice little dinner. He even gets served like, I think it was like sausages and, uh, I think it was sausages and like spaghetti or something. I don't know. I, I forgot to look at exactly what it was that he was being fed, but whatever. He got a bunch of food. Now, I was watching this and now these are apparently, because I didn't know that these are apparently Robert Stone's real kids. Now, I, I don't know. I don't keep up with what people's kids are. I don't keep up with that stuff, but Twitter has informed me. And after seeing some pictures, these are Robert Stone's like legit kids, guys, apparently. Okay, so <laughs> tell me, everybody is thinking what I'm thinking here. These kids look exactly like Von Wagner. They got the little blonde hair. They got the little ponytail. I mean, they look like Von Wagner to me. And so I feel that knowing this, there might go a different direction than what we thought of with this story i have a feeling that because his kids look like von wagner that they might tell the story that maybe those are his kids i don't know am i crazy 
Am I crazy to think this? Is this too trashy of a storyline to even suggest? Is this too raunchy? Am, am, have I crossed the line here? But like, why else would they do this knowing full well that those kids look like Von Wagner? Am I crazy here? Guys, I know everybody here is saying it and everybody thought it. Literally, I just posted the picture on Twitter and I just put, wait a second, dot, dot, dot. Let everybody else figure it out for their own. And within seconds, everybody's comments were talking about how those kids look like Von Wagner. Now, I'm expecting NXT to have done this on purpose so that maybe, just maybe, all of a sudden, there's this. Because Von Wagner and Robert Stone have been best friends. There's a really nice story there where Robert Stone has been such a great friend to him. Uh, he fought Braun Breaker, who's like 20 times his size, just for his friend, invites him to his home. And then all of a sudden, there's a chance he may be the father of his children. I don't know. I feel silly talking about this, but this is where my brain went, man. And look, everybody here, Everybody here is thinking this. All right. Dominic Car Carranza says, I hope not. We did that in 2005. It's not necessary now. I know. I know it's super raunchy. I get it. But damn, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I would actually laugh my ass off if this is the direction that they went in. And I wouldn't even hate it. I think it's because I know this would not be. I don't think if, if they ran with if they ran this story, right? It would not be considered like a PG story, right? Am I wrong here? I don't know. I don't know. I kind of want a little drama. I want a little raunchy. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so <laughs> I know Raphael Smith says you are not crazy, Denise. I'm telling you guys. I don't know. Uh, Nicholas Jacob says that's messed up, man. We don't need a flashback from 2005. LOL. <laughs> oh, man. And... This is from Ender Buckley, who says NXT is wild enough. They'll somehow make it funny. If they make it funny, I think we can have a good time with it because everybody's thinking it anyway. Maybe there could be a situation where maybe he where Robert Stone starts to get a little paranoid, maybe get in his head a little bit. Think about that. We'll see. All right. <laughs> um, Pile Driver finishes says, I thought I thought it then, then dismissed it, but now I agree. I don't know, guys. I'm a little crazy, so we'll see what happens. Uh, John Deller says Denise is a heel anyway, so she might be right. Darf Steven says Denise wants a novella storytelling. <laughs> Zeno Hour says, Denise, you're saying Vaughn tabled Robert Stone's wife. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I forgot the meaning of tabled when you Google it in slang. Completely forgot that. But anyways. I'm not crazy, Vaughn's Rawlings says. This is okay, because what else did you, be honest, guys, what else did you get from this segment, from this whole thing with Vaughn Wagner and Robert Stone? What else did we get from it, other than his kids look like Vaughn Wagner? The brownies looked good, sure, but is that going to move the storyline forward? No. All right. I'm asking here for some other, I want to... I a little bit want to be wrong here. I a little bit don't want to be wrong. I a little bit want this storyline. I'm going to be honest with you. I know everyone's going to hate it, but I kind of want it a little bit. Will Chisholm says, to be fair, she didn't drink the tea. Uh, oh, and this is in regards to uh, Zia Lee and, and Lyra. Will Chisholm says, to be fair, 
Lyra didn't drink the tea. Zaya invited her to a tea party and she didn't drink it anyway. We all know if you don't like it, you gotta fake it. <laughs> I've been in situation, guys, where I go to someone's house and I get offered something that I don't like, but because manners, I, I drink it or eat it and I hate it. I remember, I hate, absolutely hate sparkling soda or yeah, sparkling soda, like that LaCroix stuff. I hate that. I went to a friend's house one time for like a Friendsgiving type of thing and they only had LaCroix. So I drank the LaCroix because I didn't want to be rude. So, but then again, I wasn't wrestling this person. So, so different, different rules for everybody. Different rules for everybody. Alrighty, everybody. Oh man. This cute Zoe Monster says them being friends and Vaughn being a bad influence on the kids. That's true. Okay, fine. There you go. That's probably the only other thing we got from this is that. So I forgot to explain the rest of what happened because I got so carried away with the kids thing. So the kids are apparently being bullied. And we know that that's Vaughn Wagner's story is that he was bullied. And so he's going to stand up for the kids. All right, so maybe there was another thing to it. Shit, there goes my whole storyline. Damn, cute Zoe monster. Maybe we aren't going to get this raunchy storyline. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm depressed. I kind of wanted it a little bit. I've already said that. Let's move on. All right. Um, <laughs> you know what, though, guys? If we do go this direction, I want my flowers, all right? I want my flowers. If we do go this crazy-ass direction, I'm going to want to take some credit. I'm going to brag just a little bit. But if not, then this is all about Von Wagner being a hero and protecting all kids from being bullied. And by that logic, he should then go over to Raw and help out The Miz because The Miz was getting bullied last night by Gunther. But anyways, Elia Dragunov and Baron Corbin. We had, so they're going to be wrestling at Deadline. And we had a video today that was narrated by Baron Corbin. And it was showing the difference in the lives between Elia Dragunov and Baron Corbin. This was freaking funny. I loved it, but like, Funny in a way that, how do I explain this? So, Ilya Dragunov is shown working out, sacrificing his body. Baron says that he is basically this lonely guy because his family is all the way in Germany. And he says that championship is all he has. That championship is all he has to kiss at night before he goes to bed because his wife is in Germany. And then Baron talks about his life and how he has generational wealth and he gets to kiss his wife every night before bed. I thought, damn, that was my favorite part. That's why I thought it was funny because he literally is pointing fun, making fun of Elia that he cannot kiss his wife before going to bed every night because she is halfway around the world. This was great, man. I love the way that they did this whole little video with Baron talking about how his life is so much better. I thought this was a unique little way to brag and talk shit right before a match. I got to tell you guys, I'm a fan of what they were doing here with Baron Corbin. I've said this a bunch of times, but I want to say it again because Baron Corbin gets a lot of shit. We know that shit. I've given him a bunch of shit sometimes in some of the storylines we've seen. I get it. But you know what? He's doing good on NXT. So thumbs up for that. 
We got a super chat here from Stephen Marchuli who says, future is bright for the main roster women, Lyra, Tiffany, and Roxanne. Crazy depth. It really is. It's astonishing to see how many women they have. Like they have at least 10, at least 10 women who legitimately could be big stars on Raw and SmackDown in the years to come. At least 10, for sure. Steven Marchuli, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. And I also agree uh, with all of that. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and get into the Iron Survivor Challenge. So this is the part that I said that uh, I have felt that the Iron Survivor Challenge has sort of come unexpectedly. The, the people in it have been a little bit unexpected. I feel like all of my predictions going into who I think is going to win have been wrong because they were wrong again this week. Not necessarily with the women's um, this week. Last week, it was the women's. I was wrong on that one. This week, I was wrong with the men. So I'll start off with the women. So we got Blair Davenport versus Thea Hale. For the most part, this was a pretty quick match. They didn't really wrestle a whole lot. And the whole premise of this was that Thea Hale ended up getting distracted by Chase U University not really having any spirit in her match. And as we all know, there is something going on with Andre Chase. We still don't really have all of the answers, but they promoted that next week Andre Chase is going to, I guess, be addressing whatever dark cloud is above his head right now. And they did a whole video package sort of recounting everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks, all of the media attention that he's getting and all of that. So we'll probably find out next week what they're really doing with that. So due to that, Thea Hale ends up losing this match. And I think for the most part, we were all expecting Blair Davenport to win. I wanted Blair Davenport to win because I feel like you really got to stack up the, uh, you really got to stack up this Iron Survivor challenge, especially with people that can go a, a, a lot, a lot. And Blair Davenport is definitely one of those people that can definitely go. And again, Lash Legend defeated Roxanne Perez and she qualified. And Lash Legend, we have not seen her do the kind of in-ring work, for example, that a Roxanne Perez has done or that even a Tiffany Stratton has done or a Blair Davenport. So I feel like they definitely needed to put a little bit more of the, the girls that can really work and go in there. So for that reason, I was definitely expecting Blair Davenport to get the win here. And so that one was right. Cool. So now it's Tiffany Lash Legend and Blair Davenport. We still got two more spots left. Next week, Jerry the King Lawler is going to be doing his picks for the qualifying matches. So we do not know who the other options are just yet. Over to the men's side of things, we had Carmelo Hayes versus Josh Briggs. Now, I thought because Trick Williams was in this match that Carmelo Hayes was going to be in this match. And so I was caught by surprise that Carmelo Hayes lost this match and I was also surprised in the manner in which it happened because Carmelo Hayes is a former NXT North American champion two times former NXT champion has literally gone to hell and back with Ilya Dragunov three times and so he's at a different level Carmelo Hayes and this match the majority of it was Josh Briggs getting most of the offense in on Carmelo Hayes. I was most surprised 
by how little offense they gave Carmelo during this match. And I really was not expecting that because Josh Briggs has always been a good wrestler, right? Like from what we've seen from him in tag teams and what we've seen him from him in NXT, he's always been fine, right? Like he's never sucked or anything. He's been good, but he's never been featured in this light especially not with a former NXT champion like Carmelo Hayes. So I was sort of taken aback by the way that this whole match was laid out with the way that Carmelo Hayes lost. And this was, of course, with the help of Lexus King. Maybe not so much with the way that Lexus King got involved. That wasn't the part that really surprised me. It was more so the body of the match that I didn't feel like this was a Carmelo Hayes type of match. So I guess they did that for a reason. Josh Briggs looked very good in this match. Uh, it's crazy because we've seen Josh Briggs a whole lot, right? Today was like the first day ever that I realized that Josh Briggs just looked huge. He looked massive in there with Carmelo Hayes. When he's in there with anybody else, he just looks regular, right? Like he's like a regular big guy. When he was in there with Carmelo Hayes, I was like, damn, bro, you grew last night or what? Because he looked huge. So <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But anyways. He wins this match. Again, I was surprised by the entire thing, but I am expecting this to be leading into deadline. I, I'm assuming Carmelo Hayes, Lexus King, right? Has to happen because Lexus King screwed Carmelo Hayes in this. So Carmelo Hayes should want some sort of revenge. So I'm assuming this is the direction we're going in with Carmelo Hayes and Lexus King. Possibly, possibly not. We'll see. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Because, yeah, I was definitely surprised by all of this. Uh, Christopher Segovia says Carmelo Hayes versus Josh Briggs tonight. Uh, the match was good. I agree. It was a good match, but it was just different. It was different from anything we've seen Carmelo Hayes do before. And we got another super chat here from Will Chisholm. Thank you so much to Will Chisholm for all your generosity. Seriously, he says, my theory is that Blair is winning the Iron Survivor because she's been on a winning streak for like two months. P.S. I think Mello is costing Trick the Iron Survivor. It's clear NXT is telling us he's jealous of Trick. So I actually love your first theory about the women and Blair winning this because, of course, we still don't know who the other two women are. So just based off of, off of what we have right now, Tiffany Stratton, she's been champion, right? So we've kind of seen that already. And then Lash Legend, she's just not ready yet. And Blair Davenport, Blair Davenport is the perfect heel to go up against Lyra. And that would be a phenomenal match. Are you kidding me? Like really freaking great. Actually, we've seen them wrestle before already on NXT, haven't we? Someone please remind me in the comments. I feel like we might have seen that early on. I feel like we've seen that, whatever, but we haven't seen it regardless of whether or not it's happened. We have not seen it uh, at this kind of a stage, right? With Lyra being champion, with Blair, like you mentioned, being on a winning streak. So regardless, I feel like the magic would definitely be there between those two. And here's the thing, like Lyra's reign has been off to a great start beating Becky now beating someone from the main roster. If she were to defeat Blair Davenport, who is this massive uh, competitor, I feel like it would be a nice way to keep things going and moving along for Lyra. So I actually really love your idea, Will Chisholm. And until we find out who the other two women are that are going to be in this match, I'm kind of rooting for Blair Davenport because I do want to see that. 
And then as for Carmelo Costine, um, Trick the Iron Survivor, I don't know if that's how they're going to do it. We know he's jealous of Trick Williams, but I would right now, Dija, Trick, and Josh, Trick Williams is, my, is the best option to win the Iron Survivor. Uh, I like Dijak a whole lot, but I do think Trick Williams right now is the better option. So I almost wouldn't want to see Carmelo Hayes cost him that match. I would actually want to see Trick Williams win and have this shot and have Carmelo Hayes be jealous because he won and has the shot at the title. We'll see. Will Chisholm, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it a whole, whole lot. And uh, we got Pierre, who also is predicting that we are going to be seeing Lexus and uh, Lexus King and Carmelo. And let's get the super chat here from Sheldon Jackson, who says, honestly, happy for Josh Briggs, especially the final evolved champion. Hopefully the Iron Survivor will remind people that Josh can go in the ring solo. And like I said, like he's been doing great tag team work as well. But yeah, this one was definitely different, definitely different presentation of Josh Briggs, especially again, like you mentioned, having that spotlight as a solo performer. So Sheldon, thank you so much for bringing this up. All righty. And I'm going to go ahead and press on. So that is what's going on with the Iron Survivor Challenge. And again, next week, we will find out Jerry the King Lawler's picks for the qualifying match. All right. Next up, guys, it's time to time travel so we are going so wesley he comes out to the ring he's doing this whole promo right and he wants a shot at the nxt north american champion of course dominic mysterio isn't going to give it up to him that easily so basically he says that in order to get a rematch against dominic wesley has to defeat three prior champions Three prior NXT uh, North American champions. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. And when you look at this photo, guys, not too long ago was I sitting here on this Tuesday podcast talking about these people. Wesley is going to be taking on Cameron Grimes, who is currently on the SmackDown roster, and they haven't done squat with him. He's also going to be taking on Bronson Reed, who they've finally recently started doing something with on raw actually bronson reed has had some really fun matches on raw but there's a little bit more of a storyline now for him but bronson reed is kick-ass man anyways whatever johnny gargano is the other guy in this match johnny gargano also somebody recently that they finally started doing something with over on the raw roster but in all seriousness, this graphic, it's so funny to see this because I feel like it wasn't even that long ago that I was sitting here talking about these guys. I mean, these are, I mean, aside from Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed and Cameron Grimes are two guys that like, well, primarily Cameron Grimes, he just got drafted and went up to the main roster. Bronson Reed was released and then came back. And then Johnny Gargano, he left on his own decision and then came back. But it doesn't even feel like that long ago that all of these people were on NXT. So I really feel like we're just like time traveling here. But here's the thing, though, about this one is that with this particular matchup here, if Wesley wins, he will get a shot at the title. I wish there was something in it for the other guys as well. Like if Cameron Grimes won or Bronson Reed or Johnny Gargano, it would just make maybe just a little bit more sense there uh, if they were to kind of give those guys uh, 
some sort of stake, some sort of reward if they were to win this match because it's really only just the one guy. But it's fine. I'm looking forward to the match. I think it's going to be a really good one. Uh, so I'm really just more so interested in the work that we're going to be seeing in this matchup. So uh, that's where we're at. <laughs> what is going on? The chat is saying no more caffeine for Denise. Denise is on the C4 again. What did I do or say? Why is everyone thinking I'm on the caffeine? I actually, I have a rule, everybody. I don't know how many of you guys know this, but I have a rule. I only drink one cup of coffee every morning, only one. Sometimes I don't even drink the whole cup. Sometimes I'll have like a sip, three sips, half a, half a cup, and don't normally always have the full cup. So yeah, I've, so I've started this new thing. I might as well tell you guys right now. I'm really trying to drink a lot more water. And last month I did really good. Everyone, like I was drinking so much water every single day. And then I kind of dipped for a week and I wasn't drinking as much water. So now I've started this new thing. I started yesterday. So it's very, very new where I put all of the water bottles right here next to my computer and I have to drink them by the end of the day. Yesterday, I had four water bottles while I was watching Raw. And so today, ooh, I'm not doing as great. I was supposed to drink seven. I've only drank three and a half. And the day is almost over. So I might not hit my goal today. But that's the new thing that I'm doing. And if anyone here is struggling to drink water, uh, and you know you have to drink more water, try this trick and see if it works. It's working for me right now as of one day. We'll see if it works moving forward, but uh, just giving you guys some tips for those of you who needs to, to drink more water. Thank you, John. He says your skin looks great, looks healthy AF. I'm trying, guys. That's why you can see the glow here. It's the water. It's the water. All right, moving on from this. Oh my God, actually, hold the phone. John says your skin looks great, looks healthy AF. Well, let me tell you, aside from drinking water, I've also been sleeping on, take a look. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. Through their silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made is designed to keep you at the perfect temperature so you get better sleep every night. Miracle Sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Go to TryMiracle.com slash Denise to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. Save over 40% off. And if you use the promo code Denise at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash Denise to treat yourself a friend or loved one this holiday season. The link is in the description box below. Alrighty, everyone, let's go. All right. By the way, those are very comfy, Lone Rebel. I'm not even lying. They sent me two free ones for me to use. And 
oh boy, I'm feeling nice. And they weren't, they weren't lying too about the cooling, the cooling thing. I get very hot when I sleep. Have you ever had it happen where you get like, you wake up from a nap and you're like sweating on your neck? Oh, it's the worst. Okay. That has stopped happening to me recently, ever since I started using Miracle Sheets. So link in the description box below. All right, moving on. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo take on Idris Nofi and Malik Blade. So by the way, two teams that I like very much, Idris and Malik are some of my favorites. And I feel like we were talking earlier about stop and go. They do that with Idris and Malik. It's been stop and go with them too. They have been a good team. They've been a team for a while. And like they haven't really done much with them. Yeah, we need to do way more with them because they are a really good team. They're also good singles. They're good team together. And they kind of started for a bit. It seemed like they were getting a little bit more attention. And then they kind of just stopped. So anyways, Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. It's crazy how these two guys have been with WWE for several years now. And it feels like they are barely, barely getting any sort of real push. And even then the pushes feels very minimal, but it's a push nonetheless. And so they win this match. It's a fun little match. Good tag team action. Good stuff, right? And I'm thinking, okay, good. Like we're getting something. They got to win. That's good. But in terms of like character though, I really didn't feel like there was anything that's really telling us, oh, this is what their purpose is. But then later on in the show, Tony D and Stax are out having their fancy Italian dinner. And after their dinner, after they're done collecting all of this money and everything, they are jumped and they are attacked by, um, by Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. And so now they're starting this whole thing with them. And let's not forget that the last time that Tony D was involved in a really good storyline on NXT was when he was going up against uh, Santos Escobar and the LWO. So I'm wondering if maybe just maybe they're going to do something similar, but instead with Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. And who knows, that could be the start of a real story for them on NXT. So I'm kind of hoping for it. I really hope they do something along those lines because remember, we used to love that. I loved it. I remember every week looking forward to seeing what uh, they were going to do with Tony D and his his guys against uh, the LWO. Like that was something that I really enjoyed every week. So maybe this could be, uh, this could be something similar. We'll see. But Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo, they definitely need an opportunity to have a real character, a real story development, and not just them coming out and giving kisses to girls like they did on the main roster. I mean, they could definitely bring that back, right? But give them a something just a little bit more so that they can run with it and make it work. And honestly, same thing for Idris and Malik. They, like, NXT is so good at giving people's characters and and having them be something on the show. These are two teams that definitely are in huge, huge need of that. All right. Let's see what we got here. Let's get into, oh, this was the only thing I didn't like on NXT, guys. I'm going to be sorry. I, this was the only thing I didn't like, and this was the NXT Heritage Cup Championship. Uh, Noam Dar against Chad Gable. Now, there was some good stuff in here because, of course, it's Chad Gable, so you're going to have a fun little match. I'm not saying that the match was, like, awful or anything, but for me, I just don't care so much for the format of the Heritage Cup matches. In the breaks in between are where they lose me where I'm watching 
the match and then it's the little bre- the the breaks in between the rounds and the second we got that i turned my head and i'm like oh what's new on twitter let's see what's new on this notifications oh shit back to the match oh break back to twitter it takes me away from the match and so for that reason i've had a really hard time to get into it and the other reason that i've had a hard time getting into it is that the heritage cup is just a prop it's just a prop for Noam Dar. And so I know that every time he defends that it's on the line that this is happening, I already know that he's going to win. And so for that reason, it takes me out of it from the beginning. From the beginning, I already know what I'm going to get. So it's hard for me to get invested. And then the other thing was they were tied 1-1. They go to round six and Chad Gable has him in a submission. Noam Dar, Noam Dar taps, but he tapped after the bell rang so not only did we go through this entire match but we didn't even get like a real finish for it so for me i just thought that this was thumbs down this was the only thing i didn't like from nxt here tonight which was unfortunate because i love chad gable and i want to see more of alpha academy on nxt but this just wasn't for me uh i'm just not a fan and the other thing that i will say though that i was a fan of was otis shooting his shot (laughs) with lash legend and just something silly maxine slaps her she falls into his arms and he's like smiling at her and she's like ugh, disgusted by him and that's it It was something very very small but yeah this just wasn't for me guys and that's fine i liked everything else on the show just not this (laughs) tiger claw gaming says all the titles are props denise come on now alameo oh no don't start that hot take all right um last but not least we had Eddie Thorpe versus Charlie Dempsey. This was a very quick match. Actually, there really wasn't much that I even want to add about this. I just didn't think it was that great either. Eddie Thorpe uh, gets the victory and then gets jumped by Charlie Dempsey and uh, Drew Gulak. I haven't been digging this, so I don't have anything else to add to that. And that's pretty much it. We did get an Ariana Grace video that I did like, and this is her in a mirror and at first i thought that ariana grace was supposed to be a baby face but now i'm actually realizing she might be a heel i'm a little bit confused on this one i can't decide if she's a heel or not because she comes out and she has good intentions but her good intentions come off as incredibly annoying and so for that reason i'm thinking she's supposed to be a heel i'm thinking she's supposed to be annoying on purpose so she gets attacked by carmen who i thought carmen was a heel I guess she's not. I don't know why I assumed she was a heel. I just had that in my head that she was. So now I'm thinking that I was wrong about Ariana Grace. And she did tell people to like wear soap. That's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Is she a heel? I don't know. I'm thinking Ariana Ariana Grace. Did I say Grande? Oh my God. Did I say Ariana Grande? I I swear to God, I think I said Ariana Grande earlier. I'm talking about Ariana Grace. I'm probably going to say Ariana Grande about a hundred more times because I love Ariana Grande. (laughs) So I think that I'm going to keep saying that. (laughs) All right. So thank you. MD says she's been a heel the whole time. I wasn't so sure. Honestly. Oh, I did say Grande. Oops, my bad. Sorry, guys. If you are new to NXT, her name is not Ariana Grande. It is Ariana Grace. Oh man, that's gonna be tough. If if I were her, I would I would have probably came with a different name just so that people wouldn't mistakenly call me Ariana Grande. Steven Marchuli says, although now nah, I'm not gonna get into this. I was about to say, how many wrestling fans are like big fans of of Ariana Grande? Like, really? Be honest here. Who here in the chat is a fan of Ariana Grande? 
really, besides me, clearly. So maybe it's not a big issue in pro wrestling, just for the people that actually are big fans of Ariana Grande. Stephen Marchulli says Lexus King has some that says it's a factor. Oh, he has the it factor. Yes, he does. Lexus King, uh, I do hope that we get to see that match between him and Carmelo Hayes at deadline. I hope that's truly where they're going because that would make sense based off of what we saw. And I'm still a little confused as to why he's taking credit for attacking Trick Williams. That still has been a little bit unclear to me, but I guess at some point we will really find out what truly happened to Trick Williams when he got attacked. Okay, there are a couple of people in here that are Ariana Grande fans. We got Tyler Claw in here and Derek. And Derek Buckley says, I mean, I know who she is. <laughs> MD89 says he likes Ariana Grande on Victorious. I actually never saw Victorious. Uh, I became a fan of Ariana's through her music, uh, not like the Nickelodeon shows or anything like that. Jay says Ariana Grande is my favorite. John says he don't gotta ask me. Huge fan of Ariana. Oh man, so then I was totally, I was totally off base then. All right, there's way more crossover between Ariana Grande and wrestling fans than I expected. All right, you learn something new every day. Alrighty, everyone, next week on NXT, we're going to be seeing the Fatal 4-Way Wesley versus Cameron Grimes versus Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano. Again, if Wesley wins, he's going to challenge Dom for the NXT North American Champion. We're also going to be seeing Jerry the King Lawler's picks next week. And then we have the tag team titles on the line. Angel and Umberto are going to be challenging the, AW, the NXT Tag Team Champions. <laughs> Nobody caught that. Pretend you did not hear that. That's the first time that's ever happening to me. Challenging the NXT Tag Team Champions, Tony D and Stax Lorenzo. Guys, what a night this has been. Tony says, no comment. No comment. Pretend you didn't hear that. Before we go, everybody, uh, as you all know, I've been promoting that if you leave a review for the Apple Pods, I do read them here on the podcast. And we got two new reviews. I'm so freaking stoked. So I want to take a second to give these people a shout out. <laughs> All right, here we go. This one is from Matt James 1747, who says, thank you. I've been following Denise's YouTube channel for about four years, four years now. First came across who she was with watching her through SRS. Love the personality you provide on all your shows and reviews. Love seeing your success continue to grow. Wishing nothing but pure success for you. Matt James, 1747. Thank you so freaking much for taking the time to go to Apple Pods and leave a review. Uh, you have no idea how far this goes. We have another one here from CJC1997 who says, Top tier podcast. I love listening to this podcast when I'm at work or driving on long road trips. Denise and her co-hosts are insightful and funny. It's nice to see women in wrestling media. And Denise has brought a lot to the profession. Highly recommend this podcast. CJC 1997. Thank you so freaking much. By the way, I don't read these before I put them on the air. I read them for the very first time on the air because I like to save them as a little bit of a surprise. So, um, Seriously, thank you to you guys that have left the review. I truly appreciate it. Uh, if you guys haven't yet, please take the time to do so. It really goes a long way. The link is in the description box below. I know some people were a little bit confused as to how to do it. It's much easier if you have the Apple Podcast app. If you have the app, 
go to my show page and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you can leave your review there. Uh, so thank you guys so freaking much. Thank you everybody for watching and I will be back tomorrow with Righteous Reg for AEW Dynamite Conversation. Thanks everyone. Have a good week. Bye everyone.